Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All righty, we continue. This is Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio, hour number three of our radio program. We're about 13 weeks done With the NFL season, week 13 does conclude tonight with the Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals. And you start to get an idea with it being the fourth day of December, who should be your MVP in the NFL or who should be the candidates for MVP. I'm looking at the latest odds. Dak Prescott, plus 350. Brock Purdy, now plus 350. Jalen Hurts um, is at plus 400. Patrick Mahomes at plus 900. Tua Tunga-Vailoa at uh, plus 1,000. You have Lamar Jackson right around plus 950, 1,000 as well, depending on what sports book you look at. So I just listed off one, two, three, four, five, six players. All are quarterback, 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 quarterback. And no non-quarterback has won the MVP since 2012. No wide receiver has ever won the MVP. Tyree Kill's odds are plus 2,000 to win the MVP. I'd hammer that. Now, I don't even think he's going to win the MVP because the voters will just go quarterback, quarterback, quarterback and won't be creative and won't be smart. It's not who's the best quarterback. It's who's the most valuable player in the sport. And the answer is Tyree Kill. He's on pace for over 130-something catches. He's on pace for 17 touchdowns And on pace for 2,098 yards. He's the MVP of the league. And none of those quarterbacks have really distanced themselves from the pack. Dak Prescott hasn't been a great, uh, beat a great team this year. Brock Purdy, I think of Christian McCaffrey more for the success of that team, even though Brock's playing great, than than Brock. When I look at run CMC, Jalen Hurts didn't have a great performance yesterday. Lamar Jackson is so important to that team, but his stats aren't great. Patrick Mahomes, their offense has been struggling. Tyreek Hill should win the MVP just on his own team before Tua Tunga-Vailoa and also the rest of the NFL. But I have zero confidence that these voters are going to go to a wide receiver and are going to go with the non-quarterback. But if there was ever a year, and I get it, quarterback's usually the tiebreaker because the ball is in their hands on almost every play. 
So I understand why quarterbacks are usually the tiebreaker. But this year, there's no standout quarterback that I say I have to give the MVP trophy to. I, quite frankly, I think the two most valuable players in the league right now are Tyree Kill and Christian McCaffrey. And I do believe Tyree Kill is the most valuable player out of all the 32 teams in the NFL right now. So I would vote him for MVP. Stu, let me ask you this. And it's kind of crazy that a wide receiver has never won the award. And we've had some monster NFL wide receiving seasons as of late. Justin Jefferson last year was sensational. Two years ago, Cooper Cup uh, had the triple crown catches, receiving yards, and then also touchdowns. I know the numbers at plus 2,000 for Tyreek Hill. What's going to have to happen for, for Tyreek Hill to win this award? Like, do you think there's any shot that the voters will end up giving Tyreek Hill enough votes so he could become the first wide receiver to win the MVP award? Unfortunately, I I mean, I think he would have to go on quite the run to to get it. I mean, right now. Well, how does he do better than what he did this year? He's going to be the first yeah. receiver to get 2,000 yards, yards in NFL history. But I think he's going to have to almost obliterate that. And the Dolphins are going to have to, like, have, like, a very strong finish. Because, like you said, like, it's always a quarterback, even if it mm-hmm. isn't necessarily deserved to be a quarterback. Yeah. You see Dak Prescott there. Dak Prescott has really good numbers. The Cowboys have a good record. One of the best records in the NFC. You know the voters kind of want to give it to Dak to get that, you know, Dallas Cowboy, the MVP. I think that's a concern. Um, I, I do think it'll probably be Dak, but... Should it be Tyree Kill? I'm with you. I think it definitely should be Hiller McCaffrey. I would love to see a non-quarterback win. You know what's crazy? Like, Dak could win the MVP. And this is not trashing Dak. I've said this 3,000 times. He is the definition of a really good quarterback. He is not a great quarterback. He's not someone that I believe in in the final two minutes of a game to get the ball down the field and get you to walk out with the victory up against the elite teams. Dak wins the MVP this year. It's kind of tough to give him the MVP, even though what you're saying does have some validity to it, that it will be a quarterback and maybe it ends up being Dak. But, like, when you see Dak Prescott, is anyone actually intimidated by Dak? Like, you're a defensive player. Are you shaking in your boots? Are you losing sleep at night when Dak Prescott is the quarterback of the other team? And that's not a diss at Dak. That's not a jab at Dak. That's like, oh, Dak Prescott sucks. The guy is a really good quarterback. But we've seen MVP winning quarterbacks, and maybe it's just because we've been spoiled. But he's not a Mahomes. He's not a Brady. He's not Peyton Manning. He's not Lamar Jackson. Like, look at the quarterbacks that have won MVPs. And it's it just doesn't, I don't know. When I just hear the name Dak, and when I look at Dak Prescott as a quarterback, he's good. He's really damn good. But MVPs are are supposed to be great, and when I, or I have a great season, and Dak is having a really good season. But what's like the signature moment of Dak Prescott this year? Like, and that's the thing that I trouble with. And I know that the Dolphins have not beat great teams either. But Tyreek Hill has been by far and away the best wide receiver in the sport this year. I can't sit here and say that Dak Prescott, since Stu used him as probably the guy that's going to win the award, has been by far and away 
the best quarterback. And, like, you go through it. Like, I think of the Cowboys, what I first think of. I think of Micah Parsons. I think of the 49ers, who do I first think of? Christian McCaffrey. The Eagles. Yeah, I do think of Jalen Hurts, but I don't think Jalen Hurts said MVP season. I think of the Chiefs. First thing I think of is Patrick Mahomes. But Mahomes went through a stretch where they didn't have a point in three straight second halves. And last night, that offense didn't do enough. And Mahomes, yeah, where would the Chiefs be without Patrick Mahomes? You could use the most valuable definition. He would, he would, he could maybe fit that, but you got it when like Mahomes is on a scale now of Brady and like Jordan, where I, Mahomes still has to win a lot more to be those guys. But for Tom Brady to win the MVP or LeBron to win an MVP, like you have to have the most ridiculous stats and you have to be the number one overall seed. Because we look to take away from those greats instead of adding on to what they've done. And when I look at the Dolphins, I know Tua has better odds right now, but Tua should not be the MVP of this team over Tyreek Hill. You ask any player in the league, and this is nothing against Tua. Who's the most intimidating player on the on the Dolphins? Who's the best player on the Dolphins? It's Tyreek Hill. So I go through this. You know, I, I would even give the MVP. Like, if I had to pick a quarterback to get the MVP this uh, MVP to this year, I would actually say it's CJ Stroud. Now he won't win the award because he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. But for CJ Stroud. That team was picking second in the draft. He goes there. It's not like this team is loaded with talent. He, he's got Devin Motor Singletary in the backfield. Nico Collins has turned into a thousand yard receiver ever since CJ Stroud got there. Dalton Schultz has been in and out of the lineup. Like you look at this team, and Robert Woods is a, a solid veteran. They don't got elite talent. And CJ Stroud has walked in there, and they're a bona fide playoff team. And C.J. Stroud has been sensational and has come up clutch in big fourth-quarter moments. Since, like, you use Dak, by the way, Stu. And I know it's different. We're talking MVP for this year. But I'm going to take it a step further. When I look at a franchise quarterback, I think of two things. Where's my confidence level, regardless of what the stats say, on third down? Third down and whatever. That he's going to get the first. And then also in the final two, three minutes, you have the ball, you're down by a field goal, you're down by a touchdown, whatever it is, down by four. Where's my confidence that that quarterback's either going to tie up the game or go win the game? Through what now, 13 weeks of the season? I think the Texans have had the bye week, so 12 weeks of the season, 12 games season. I'm already more confident in C.J. Stroud as a franchise quarterback than Dak Prescott. And this is not anti-Dak. And I know Cowboys fans will say, Oh, you're just a hater. Oh, you call us cockroaches. But Dak has limitations. He does. And sometimes you're just good, not great. And maybe this year Dak's having a great season. I'll end up winning the award because no one else is really t- taking the baton. But I ask you right now. Like, Stu, that's your name, MVP right now. You believe you, uh, you had to take a guess, Stu, that it's uh, Dak Prescott. That's the guy. Yeah, I think that's the guy right now. Okay. If you gun to my head, that's who wins it, yes. Okay. I wonder, we put out a poll question. Who's more valuable to their team? Tyree Killer, Dak Prescott. I just wonder what the responses would be. Who should win the MVP? I can't even sit here 
And I don't think you could do this either. Can you, without a doubt, tell me right now, Dak Prescott is the best quarterback in the NFL? No way. No. No. Tyreek Hill, is he the best wide receiver in the NFL? Yes. Yeah. So in a year where the award is, is made up to go to a quarterback, pretty much. And the last running back to win it, or non-quarterback, was 2012, was Adrian Peterson. Um, We've never seen a wide receiver win it. It doesn't have to be a quarterback every year. Doesn't. And this year, yes, I'm picking first in the draft tomorrow. I get to draft all players. I would take Mahomes. <laughs> so would everyone else because of the importance of the position. But this year, there has not been one quarterback. And there's been a lot of injuries too. But there has not been one quarterback that has been significantly better than everybody else. And you want to tell me? You know, Cowboys fans, it's Dak, or 49ers fans, it's Brock Purdy, or Dolphins fans, it's Tua Tunga Vailoa. Those three teams, not even the first three players I think of, the first player I think of with your teams. Once again, Cowboys, think of Micah Parsons, who made the big play at the end of the game against the Seahawks. Micah Parsons. 49ers, it's Christian McCaffrey. Dolphins, it's Tyree Kill. Like, Tyree Kill. He has been the best offensive player in the league this year by such a wide margin, by a big margin. And even, you know, I know injuries have played a factor into this with Miles Garrett, and then you look at the T.J. Watt situation as well, and those teams have no offenses. You look at the legit definition of value. The Steelers now, they've lost Kenny Pickett, but even when he's playing, he stinks. So now you're going to Mitch Trubisky, Trubusky, whatever you want to call him. And for the Browns, they're playing Joe Flacco. Where would those teams be without Miles Garrett and TJ Watt this year? So in a lot of years, people get on these platforms and they go, oh, it just goes to a quarterback. And most of the years, the quarterback is the most valuable player. But this year, the quarterback through 13 weeks is not the most valuable player in, in the NFL. Not. Not the most valuable player in the NFL. You know, I have vote. The four guys I would consider, and I don't. I don't have vote, to be clear. One would be Tyreek. Two would be Christian McCaffrey. And then Steelers or Browns make the playoffs. <laughs> Got to be either TJ Watt or Miles Garrett. That's the way that I would look at it right now. And if I had to pick a quarterback, I know his stats aren't great this year. But what does Lamar Jackson have with the Ravens? You know, Mitchell has become a decent running back. They lose J.K. Dobbins for the year. Wide receiving-wise, Zay Flowers has been a solid rookie. Odell Beckham Jr. in and out of the lineup. Mark Andrews now done for the season. And that team could be the number one overall seed in the AFC. I, I don't love anybody when it comes to quarterbacks this year winning the MVP. I don't. And I should have to love someone for this award to be given out. Even though I've had problems with, obviously, the way that Tyree Kill has conducted himself off the field, and I don't love Tyree Kill as a human being, this is an on-the-field award. And when it comes this year, he's the most valuable player in the NFL with what I've seen. Think about it. Over 130 catches he's on pace for. Buck 34. 2,098 yards, and he's on pace for 17 touchdowns. And I know you can say, oh, it's just against the Commanders. Yesterday, what, he went for 78 and 60. On two touchdown catches, which is absolutely bonkers.
Who should win the NFL MVP? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. And do you think it should be Tyreek Hill? Because if you haven't been paying attention the last 15 minutes, I think I've made that pretty damn clear. I think he should win the MVP. We'll take a break. We'll come on back. We'll do a little no-huddle offense next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, this is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. When I was a kid, I think uh, everyone had a big-time sweet tooth when it came to uh, cookies. I loved Oreos. I loved the chocolate chip cookies that came in the red packaging that was the chewy chocolate chip cookies. I was also a big fan, and Stu gives me the thumbs up. He's like, oh, yeah, that red packaging, the chocolate chip chewy cookies. 
You probably packed a few of those uh, cookies when you were a kid, Stowe. There's no doubt about it. I still do. Way yeah. too many. <laughs> I would say Vienna fingers were also uh, very good. And, um, oh, what was the other cookie that I, I really did like? Um, I'm forgetting the other one. But I just saw one of the cookies that I loved as a kid that I think is one of the more underrated cookies ever, and it was in the newsroom. Someone brought in a container of fudge stripes. This is an elite cookie. Wait, 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 Jack, are you shaking your head as this as if this is not a great cookie? Or are you in agreement with me there? Oh no, I'm I'm agreeing with you 100. Oh, okay. percent I'm like, oh yeah, they're those are the best. Gotcha. The fudge stripe cookie is an absolutely phenomenal cookie. Now I'm gonna eat it right now. No, I can use the milk too. I hope it doesn't make for the best radio. But you put a fudge stripe cookie in front of my face, there's just nothing else I could do about it still. I got to eat the cookie. The fudge stripe cookie is an elite cookie. I also enjoy, uh, this could be a traditional cookie, or maybe like you don't expect a kid to love this, but a graham cracker, just a regular graham cracker. You give me milk and some graham crackers, I'm a very happy camper. But this is amazing. How many do you think you could eat of these in one uh, one sitting? Ah, uh, man, probably probably six to eight, maybe more. Oh, come on, six to eight. Uh, I mean, hey, how hey. could I eat, or how many would I, you know, Stu, eat without? You have yourself a nice little uh, toasty. Let's just say Saturday. Okay. You have a little toasty Saturday with some performance enhancers. I put down. 24 of these cookies. <laughs> how many How many cookies can you put down out of 24? Uh, probably 15. I think you put down more. Than think more. You think I do more? You get into that uh, that stash that uh, <laughs> Brian has. I think you could clear the whole box in, in, in a second. Those cookies are unbelievable. All right, let's get to a little no huddle offense. Touchdowns, sacks, upsets, and last-minute heroics. Another NFL Sunday is in the books, and we've got you covered with the biggest plays and sound bites from another wild week in the National Football League. It's time for No Huddle Offense on the Zach Gelb Show. So all those cookies I just named, by the way, were elite when you were kids, and probably you're still elite now. But I think when you get older, you know what I think everyone would agree on is the best cookie, the preeminent cookie right now? Whatever that Tate's Bake Shop brand is that comes in the green packaging, those, see, Jack goes, yep, you know what you're talking about. The cookies that are always in the supermarket and the green packaging are absolutely wonderful as well. Also, what were those? It was the vanilla cookies on the outside, and then the inside was like chocolate frosting. Those were delicious. Oh, I forget the name of uh, those cookies. Mulattoes? Yeah. I think that's what they were called, right? Jack, does that make sense, too? Yeah, Milano's. Yeah, Milano's. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Those are good. My dad, yeah. for some reason, my dad did like a fetish growing up as a kid of, of putting the cookies in the freezer. He would always put the cookies in the freezer. I never understood why he would do that, putting the cookies in the freezer. Oreos actually don't taste that bad in the freezer. All the other cookies, I was very disappointed as a kid when we get them. Uh, where'd the cookies go? And then they would all go into the freezer. All right, we start things off with the Broncos and the Texans. 
Russell Wilson was trying to drive at the end of the game and just rob the Texans of a victory. But last year's Russell Wilson, please stand up. Here's another pick by Russ. Third and goal from the eight. Wilson in the gun. One back. P. Ryan. Wilson gets the snap. Wilson chased. Wilson escapes the sack. Throws left side of the end zone. Yes! It's intercepted. The Texans have it. Jimmy Ward. Houston's going to win. Nine seconds to go. Welcome back, Jimmy Ward. The Texans turn back Denver. Point blank range. And they say no. So that play, I was confused what was happening. I don't know if the center snapped the ball too early or Russ just didn't realize the ball was coming his way, but there looked like there was a problem on the snap. And then Russ started backpedaling and then he was about to get sacked and he throws the ball up in the air and it gets picked and they don't live to see another down. That's a bad interception by Russ. And he had three of them in the game. And I said this going into the game. I was skeptical about the Broncos. A five-game win streak, everyone loving Sean Payton and and Russell Wilson, all their back, maybe they're going on a playoff run. And I looked at this game and I said, even though I probably would rather have C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryans, Sean has the coaching experience, Russ has the quarterback experience. And it wasn't enough. And they end up losing that game. And uh, Nico Collins had nine catches for 191 yards and a touchdown. Tank Dell... As we keep on talking about all these great rookies for the Texans, C.J. Stroud, who was uh, 16 to 27 for 274 yards in the game and a passing touchdown. You had Will Anderson Jr., who is slated to join us tomorrow on the show. He had his best game as a pro so far with two and a half sacks in the contest. Tank Dell has been sensational out of Houston, was the third round, 69th overall pick. Unfortunately, he's done for the year with the broken fibula that he suffered in the game. I look at the Broncos now at six and six. And I just don't think this team's going to make the playoffs. Like, their schedule, it's not impossible. You play the Chargers twice. You got the Lions, who are a good team. You had the Patriots, and you had the Raiders. But in the big moments, I think Sean and Russ together are proving that they could be something. But I don't think at a snap of a finger they go from dreadful to just because you get a new coach and all of a sudden you're taking over the NFL and you're going to be one of the top seven teams in the AFC. All righty, let's go to the Superdome. This game looked like it was going to be a blowout. Uh, 24 to 7 at halftime. Lions looked like they were cruising to a victory. Then the Saints get back in it. Then Derek Carr unfortunately gets hurt. And uh, Jamison Williams distanced themselves from the Saints to get this back up to 33 to 21 just when it was getting close. Uh, here is a 19 yard touchdown run and air Jamison Williams into the end zone as he like dove from the two or three yard line when he got into the end zone for the Selly. Goff takes, fakes the give, goes end around. Now they flip it on the second back coming around. That is Jamison Williams inside the 15, inside the 10, dives into the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. A little razzle-dazzle to number nine who did a swan dive into the end zone. (laughs) The Lions have extended their lead. It was a great celebration. I would give him a 10. If that was figure skating, I would have the 10. If that was slam dunk contest, I'd be holding up the number 10 piece of paper. Uh, But the Lions... Good win, good bounce back win. You beat an inferior football team. I'm still not ready to put the Lions back in contending status in the NFC. Like, yeah, they're nine and three. Same record as the 49ers. The Eagles are 10 and two. Cowboys are also nine and three. The Cowboys, let's see what they do against the Eagles on Sunday night football. The Lions, they got to beat a great team. And it still feels like even with the 49ers just destroying 
the Philadelphia Eagles yesterday that the 49ers right now, they're the team to beat in the NFC. But I draw a line in the sand after those first two teams, Eagles and 49ers. I still think they're the only two teams in the NFC that I could see getting to a Super Bowl. Let's go to Pittsburgh. There was not one but two weather delays. And this made this game end at like 5.30 p.m. Eastern. It got started at 1 p.m. Eastern. James Conner from the area went to school at Pitt. Started his career with the Steelers. He's now back with the Cardinals after spending three years with them. And uh, in the backfield for Arizona, he found a way to go off yesterday. Here's a one-yard touchdown run to put them up 17-3. to Murray under center. Again, James Conner, the running back, gets the call. Dives over the top straight ahead. Into the end zone for the touchdown. In his first game as a visitor in this stadium, James Conner returns to Pittsburgh with a huge touchdown midway through the third to make it 16-3. to And uh, 25 carries, 105 yards, and two touchdowns for James Conner. Kyler Murray, 13-23, 145 yards, and a touchdown. The Cardinals, now they picked up their second win with Kyler Murray. They have three wins on the season. The other coming up against the Dallas Cowboys. That's when Josh Dobbs was their quarterback. They're not going to be a top-two pick. Panthers are going to be the uh, the first pick, which will go to Chicago. They'll draft a quarterback. And the Patriots are going to probably have the second pick, and they'll draft a quarterback. So then... Even if you're sitting there at three, you're going to take a quarterback with May and Williams off the board? Probably not. And you just paid Kyler Murray. Like, go draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Go draft an offensive lineman. Go draft a great defensive player. I think Kyler has already done enough to say that, yeah, if you don't have a chance to get Williams or May, that you keep Kyler Murray and he's their quarterback next year. I got to give a lot of credit to a team that I hate. Like, Cowboys fans think I hate them. And Cowboys fans think they are my least favorite team in the NFL. The team I hate the most are the Indianapolis Colts. You may say why. It's because of the Brady-Manning rivalry for all those years. And how much whining uh, the Colts did during Deflategate. And whoever that clown writer is in Indianapolis, uh, Doyle, who's still bitching about Deflategate and is now complaining about the Heisman Trophy. He's a Heisman voter. He's like, oh, I submitted my Heisman vote. J.J. McCarthy's not on there. J.J. McCarthy shouldn't be on the Heisman, regardless of the cheating scandal. But he's using the whole cheating scandal as why he won't vote for J.J. McCarthy. But that's an old, antiquated writer that needs to find a new profession or a new hobby. But Indianapolis and Tennessee, back and forth game, goes into overtime. There was a sequence in this game where Tennessee had a block punt Then, when they were going for two, the Colts, they threw a pick that got returned by Tennessee for a two-point conversion. The next punt, it got blocked again. So that was wild. The the special teams coordinator for Tennessee did get fired today. One of the craziest sequences I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. Uh, Really, a block punt for a touchdown. And then you get the two-point conversion that gets picked off. And then there was another uh, punt block as well. It was just bananas. It was just bonkers. You get into overtime, and in this game, Tennessee lost their punter, so they missed an extra point that would have won them the game, and that was because Ryan Tannehill had a miscommunication. Then in overtime, Nick Folk makes a long field goal to put him up by three. Then Alex Pierce makes a big catch down the sideline for the Colts, and then Michael Pittman called game on a four-yard receiving touchdown. Listen up. 2.34 to go in overtime. Second down and goal at the four. Minshew out of the gun. Shotgun snap. Looks to his right. Got it, and the got it. Throws Michael Pittman. Got it. Touchdown! Touchdown, Michael Pittman! Ball game! I 
Gardner Minshew and the Colts win 31-28 in Nashville. Yes, sir. So Anthony Richardson's out for the year. Jonathan Taylor, who missed the beginning of the year, now is hurt again. He's out for three to five weeks with a thumb injury. Gardner Minshew goes 26 of 42, 312 yards, two touchdowns, gets the win. Michael Pittman, 11 catches for 105 yards and a touchdown. And the Colts are like a very quiet 7-5 and five football team. Like, the Colts? Seven victories? No one saw that coming. They've also won four games in a row. They end their season. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, the Falcons, the Raiders, and the Texans, the Colts could potentially be a playoff team. And we talked about the MVP earlier in this hour, how Tyree Kill should win the MVP of the NFL. Coach of the year, I think it's a two-man race. And you have to usually exceed expectations from where they were before the start of the year or just be so outstanding with the record to get this award. D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen... One of those two guys, either of those two teams make the playoffs, that's your coach of the year. Whoever does that between D'Amico Ryans and Shane Steichen. Both rookie coaches have been phenomenal. And finally, Browns and Rams. This game was good for a while, and then the Rams pulled away. Cooper Cup, a three-yard touchdown pass from Matthew Stafford. This made it 27-19. Third and goal from the three. Cup in motion to the right side of the formation. Stafford has it, shoots it right side. It is caught! It's a touchdown! Cooper Cup touchdown, LA. And uh, Joe Flacco had a touchdown pass early for the Browns, twenty-three or forty-four, two hundred and fifty-four yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. It just stinks with the Browns because we, we talk about the Colts overcoming injuries, right? Losing uh, Anthony Richardson, losing Jonathan Taylor. The Browns have a great defense, and they don't have Nick Chubb, but they don't have Deshaun Watson for the season. And Flacco could play fine. Like, you don't have any confidence in him anymore. This isn't Joe Flacco when we were having those dumb debates about is he elite and uh, he was winning a Super Bowl MVP. You know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, P.J. Wall. Like, none of those guys get the job done. And some teams could overcome that. The Browns have had a good season. Kevin Stefanski should be their coach next year. But I can't sit here and tell you that I expect the Browns to make the playoffs. Uh, even with their record being 7-5, and five, the Browns and the Steelers, their lack of QB play is what's going to do them in for this season. But both those teams are 7-5, and five, and it's a crowded AFC. It's a shame that for the Browns, Watson wasn't able to stay healthy. And for the Steelers, I know Pickett's hurt. But even when Pickett was playing, he wasn't able to do all that much. All right, that's a no-huddle offense. And this is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back. We got some questions. We got some answers. We do this every Monday and Friday on the show. We call it onside, offside. And let me tell you, ever since eating that fudge stripe, uh, a few moments ago, my mouth has been like very watery. I need some milk to to watch down, uh, wash down that uh, fudge stripe cookie. An elite, and I mean an elite cookie. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So whoever brought that into the newsroom, I thank you very much. So, This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All righty, it's time to answer Ask the Pros question of the day, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Mike in Jacksonville says, Zach, who do you like in the game tonight? What would be your betting play between the Bengals and the Jaguars? You could submit a question by tweeting at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B, using the hashtag Ask the Pros. And you can think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs, get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. I had a good gambling day yesterday. I made three plays yesterday. Two out of three hit. And one of them was a plus 770 parlay. Mike Evans, anytime touchdown. Thank you very much. Congratulations, Mike Evans, by the way. Every year in his career, 1,000 yards uh, wide receiver. I had Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown. Eagles didn't do much scoring, but Jalen Hurts on the tush-push. Boom, boom, in the end zone. And then I did have the Rams money line. That was at plus 770. I then had outright Mike Evans anytime touchdown. That was at plus 185. And I came up short on my other parlay, which is at plus 276 or 267. Cardinals plus six. I loved the Cardinals yesterday. And then I had the Chiefs uh, minus six. So two out of three, not bad. One hits at plus 770. So a pretty good gambling day for your boy. Um, tonight, I'll make one play. Uh, the Jaguars are going to win the game. We all know that. Uh, I will take at plus 370, use some of my winnings from yesterday, Travis Etienne Jr., first touchdown score. I'll go Travis Etienne Jr., first touchdown score tonight. Maybe you get like a big catch set up by Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley, uh, Ingram, whoever. Get it down to like the two or the one-yard line, and you hand that ball off to Travis Etienne Jr. for the first touchdown of the game. Let's get to a little onside-offside. Jack Cardi, hit it! Zach's taking on the most polarizing issues in sports. Which side of the line of scrimmage will he end up on? Offside, defense number 69. It's Onsides, Offsides with Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio. All righty, Stu, what do you got cooking today? All right, Zach, as you mentioned, it was a tough day for the Steelers yesterday as they fell to the Cardinals at home by a score of 24 to 10 in a game that was delayed by weather twice. And to make matters worse, quarterback Kenny Pickett left the game with an ankle injury. He underwent surgery this morning and will reportedly miss multiple weeks. And the Thursday night game, by the way, this week. Foxborough. Oh, no, it's in uh, Pittsburgh. It's the uh, Patriots and the Steelers. Woof. Yuck. 
Al Michaels may call out sick. <laughs> I still get paid? Okay, I'm using a sick day. Herbie, you want to do play-by-play? -play? You know, college football break it up for a little bit. Till all bowl games, you go do the play-by-play. -play. But we don't, we don't need Michaels on the call for that one. Yeah, he's not going to have a good time, I feel like. Uh, Pittsburgh currently fifth in the AFC playoff picture with a record of 7-5. And they recently uh, signed Trace McSorley today to the practice squad Ooh. to see, uh, you know, if he could he could be the backup for uh, Trubisky going forward. Onsides or offsides, Kenny Pickett will be the Steelers' starting quarterback going into next season. He will be because Mike Tomlin doesn't love change. Like, look how much we had to drag Mike Tomlin in order to get Matt Canada fired. But Kenny Pickett needs to go. He's not the answer. He's just a dude. He's not the dude. Uh, but ultimately, I do think the Steelers, since they use a first-round draft pick on him, are going to use him next year. But look at that team. They have a loaded defense on offense. You have two wide receivers that are head cases, but they're solid wide receivers. Like, that team has a good record with no production out of the quarterback. You owe it to the other guys in the locker room, the other 52 guys in the locker room, to go get an actual legitimate quarterback. And Kenny Pickett isn't that, but ultimately I do think he'll be the starter next year because they used the first round pick on him. And it was in, it was like a top 10 pick. What was it, 19 or 20, something like that. You could afford to get rid of him, but I do believe he'll be the starter next year. So you say Kenny Pickett will be the Steelers starting QB going into next season. He shouldn't be, but he will be. So on sides. Next one. All right. So Ohio State quarterback Kyle McCord announced earlier today that he will be entering the transfer portal. The Buckeye signal caller passed for over 3,000 yards to go along with 24 touching touchdown passes excuse me along with six interceptions while completing 65 percent of his passes he enters a portal with a lengthy list of quarterbacks already which includes dylan gabriel cam ward riley leonard will rogers and dj uyongalale on sides all sides kyle mccord is currently the best quarterback in the transfer portal oh did michael fry write this question for you Come on, McCord, the best quarterback in the transfer portal. Would easily rather have Cam Ward. Would easily rather have Dylan Gabriel, Riley Leonard as well, even Will Rogers and DJ Wiongale. So he's the worst. Out of those, of out of those, those guys, yeah. Players, yeah. Now McCord's fine. He shouldn't be the quarterback at the Ohio State. And Ryan Day probably said, "Yeah, we're gonna go pay someone a million and a half, two million dollars to go get him, and we we advise you to go somewhere else." But it's tricky when you get in the transfer portal. Because now Ohio State has to find someone better. McCord was fine, but he wasn't great uh, against Michigan, and he cost them the game. But do I trust Ryan Day? Like, I don't look at Ohio State, even though Kyle McCord was an issue, and say that's where it starts. Starts with Ryan Day. Ryan Day had C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud had two seasons of 40-plus-yard touchdowns. You didn't beat Michigan in either of those games. I don't think they used C.J. Stroud the right way, and you had all those wide receivers. And now look at what C.J. Stroud has done. You're one in the NFL. So... I'm not saying Ohio State's doing the wrong thing here, pushing out McCord. But for a lot of these guys that transfer, I wonder where you wind up. Like, you go to Ohio State, it's a good landing spot for those guys. But, like, remember Spencer Sanders last year? He's at Oklahoma State. He was good quarterback. Transfers to Ole Miss, doesn't start because of Jackson Dart, and you waste a season of uh, college football. So, uh, offside when you ask me, McCord is currently the best QB in the transfer portal. All right, Rams wide receiver Puka Nakua made history in yesterday's win over the Browns. He eclipsed the 1,000-yard mark and joined Randy Moss, Anquan Bolden, Marcus Colson, OBJ, and Justin Jefferson. What a grouping of wide receivers, by the way. As the only guys in league history to do that in their first 12 games. It was also his third game with 150 or more scrimmage yards, joining Randy Moss and Jamar Chase for the most as rookie since 1967. So onsides, offsides, Nakua will be a, first, a future first-team All-Pro wide receiver. He's been great. 
he, and he's been great even with uh, Cooper Cup coming back. And what I like the most is he got hurt, then came back in the game and, and was still dominant. Um, Yeah, I'll get caught up in the moment. I'll go on sides. Why not? Puka Nakua, great name, great receiver. Yeah, he'll be a future first-team All-Pro. I like him a lot. On sides. It appears that Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers will be returning for another season in college, according to multiple reports. The return, of course, would impact freshman Arch Manning, who will begin his second season in Austin if he decides to stay. Onsides, all sides, Arch Manning should transfer to get more playing time next year if Ewers decides to return. Um, I'm going to say offside because I think there's a, a reason why the Manning family picked Texas. Like, they knew that maybe Ewers could come back for another year. I think their plan was Ewers dominates, Ewers balls out, and then he leaves. I don't think Ewers is leaving as the reports have been. And I still believe because they like Sark and they like Texas, they'll stay another year. And sometimes waiting a little bit isn't the worst thing as long as you're getting reps. Like, selfishly, I'd love to see him go somewhere else and play because I want to see how good Arch Manning could be. Or some people around him uh, here call him Arch Manning. Um, But I do think that uh, he's going to stay. And um, I don't think that's a bad decision. So I will go on sides on that one. All right. According to Diana Rossini, Roger Goodell isn't a big fan of the tush push. Yeah, because he's a loser. And and he <laughs> reportedly wants it permanently banned from the league going into next season. Onsides or offsides, you're okay with the league banning the play because of how effective it is. Oh, offside. That's, a, that's the biggest loser mentality ever. Wah, we can't stop a play. Wah, it's unfair. Well, then run it yourself. And a lot of these other teams try to run it, and they don't have success. Like, give me a break. So now all of a sudden, what? The forward pass is too successful for Kansas City? Oh, we got to ban that too. But Mahomes runs around in the, um, in the pocket and gets out of the pocket. Uh, he's got to stay just in the pocket. Like, give me a break. Offside. Offside. USC will be taking on Louisville in the Holiday Bowl on December 27th, but Caleb Williams will not be a part of the game, according to head coach Lincoln Riley. Uh, onsides, offsides, it's okay for players who are entering the NFL draft to sit out bowl games. Absolutely. I don't fault someone for making a financial decision there, so onsides. And then finally, uh, Sunday was a bad performance for Jets quarterback. Tim Boyle was bad. Trevor Simeon came on. Both combined for 197 yards and two turnovers. And it might have gotten worse today as, according to the Athletic, the Jets are leaning towards elevating Wilson, Zach Wilson, back to the starting role. But Wilson is, quote, reluctant to step back in, end of quote. Onsides or offsides, the Jets should cut Zach Wilson if that report is true. Absolutely. And I read that from Diana Rossini that Aaron Rodgers trying to convince Zach Wilson to play. Like, what leg does Zach Wilson have to stand on? You're a bust. You're one of the biggest busts of all time as a second overall pick. I defended you in the pre-draft process when people were saying you were entitled and you were spoiled. And I thought a lot of that was ridiculous. It ends up being right. Because they're now giving you an opportunity to play. You've been horrible so they should cut your ass. You don't want to play this weekend? Cut your ass. Bye-bye. On sides. All righty. Fun show today. Talk to you tomorrow, everybody. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.